From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, is the Office of Independent Assessor working in the best interests of democracy? Why do councillors need to take a company director's course? Finally, a new tenant confirmed for Ipswich CBD redevelopment. Council's independent decision review panel in the spotlight. And is Council's own branding on the right track? These issues and more as Mayor Teresa Harding joins the show following the October meeting of Ipswich City Council. It's Thursday, October 21, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Ipswich City Council's October meeting was held on the 21st and Mayor Teresa Harding joins me now. Before we get to the meeting, Mayor Harding, in the news this week, Campbell Newman has called for the Office of Independent Assessor to be abolished. Now, this state government office investigates and assesses complaints about councillor conduct and was established in 2018, as you know. Do you think the OIA is working in the best interests of democracy and the community, or is it getting bogged down with vexatious and spiteful complaints? I guess uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it, Alan? Uh, look, I do remain um, supportive of the OIA. We, we do need a watchdog, that's quite clear. We saw that happen here in Ipswich. Um, when I've had discussions with the, the, the de- Deputy Premier, who has local government in his portfolio, my discussions have been to make sure that it's resourced properly. Uh, my experience, and I think experience of other councils, that when um, complaints go in and there's nothing there, um, it's usually dealt with very quickly within two weeks to get a letter saying, hey, well, you know, this came along and it's been dismissed. But things that uh, there is some substance to, from what I can see, there are things that are still happening in our council that are 18 months long. So I certainly need to see, I think it should be more timely. Um, no system is perfect, but we do need a system um, absolutely in local government. Talking of reviews, Council established the Independent Decision Review Panel to review those contentious planning applications. Now, there's now been two public hearings, one for the Wanless Development at Ebenezer and just more recently the proposed childcare centre at Carolee. Now you've seen the review panel in action. Is it a good decision to have one? Is it worthwhile and do you think it's value for money? Look, I think so. I, look, it was established in 2019 to deal with those sensitive development applications and to review the recommendations made by council planning officers. Um, again, it was an issue from the previous council, and we've made sure that this is a completely uh, transparent, open and accountable procedure for residents, but also for the applicants as well. Um, yeah, so we've seen the one for Wanless, but also the, the recent one for the, the Child Care Centre at Carolee. Let's move on to the council meeting now. It started off on a sad note with a condolence motion for the late George Hogg. Yes, it did. And um, I think if you watch it, it was quite an emotional one too because uh, council affected the move the condolence motion. And, and, and George Hogg, OAM, was his um, uh, senior teacher for three years and he's known him for you know, most of his life, I think. So it was quite a moving condolence motion. And um, with, um, you know, George gave a lot to... Um, to Ipswich and to Music Estates in Queensland. And as we know, the main auditorium at the Civic Centre is named in his honour. Absolutely. Yep. And also the Orpheus Curl, um, their place at East Ipswich. Yes, building there, named after of course. As well. yeah. yep. 
Now to the committee reports presented to Council. Firstly, from the Governance and Transparency Committee, why are councillors intending to undertake a company director's course and is that value for money for ratepayers? Look, it's the I, I did the company director's course back in 2007 and Councillor Kunzelman did it some, some years ago. Um, what it does, and I think as a council, we have certain board responsibilities. We certainly saw what happened in the past where, when those board responsibilities weren't taken seriously. I think it'll give um, the rate pays of, of Ipswich um, um, a better skills council. I think we'll, be, we'll have a, a better um, governance mechanisms and I think it'll make sure that we're aware of risk as well as delivering services for, for the people of Ipswich as well. So I think it's, it'll, it'll give a, a very good uh, framework for us uh, in moving forward, and I think it would be, uh, I think particularly with the history we've had now, council, that's a really good thing that we're actually doing it all together as well. From what I've heard, Mayor Harding, uh, they're not a walk in the park. These courses, they're quite heavy duty. They are. The assessment is easy. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I, the last time I did mine was I, mine was in two thousand seven. A lot of things have changed since then, so I'm um, very much looking forward to doing that with my fellow councillors. From the Community, Culture, Arts and Sport Committee, what was the purpose behind the changes and the renaming of the uh, policy to do with civic events? It's now going to be known as the Civic and Ceremonial Events Policy. When there was a policy only approved last March, what, why are the changes so soon? We basically had two policies and we've decided to, to merge them. Um, they are covering things like Australia Day, um, the Box Flat Memorial, Labor Day, March, um, um, Citizens at Ceremonies, um, and all those, and Anzac Day and things like that. The probably things that did get dropped by the wayside were the interim administrator, but they're very important parts of our community. Um, they're very separate to our city events or, or events that are get event sponsorship, so like the Jacaranda Festival or the Ipswich Show. Both are important, but they are sort of covered by other policies. So we felt it was really important to make sure we include things such as you know, a program for, to celebrate volunteers as well as um, having events for, for seniors and things like that. We felt, thought it was really important to, to bring that back to our city. Moving on to the Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee report, I sense watching the committee meetings themselves, there's a, a tiny degree of frustration with the slow progress in announcing tenants, particularly a cinema operator, but there has been some good news this week. You've announced one tenant that's been confirmed. That dumpling place. <laughs> that dumpling place they'll be set up in the CBD. Uh, they are delicious. I think the people of Ipswich are going to love them. And it's just lovely to be able to announce that first tenant. Obviously, COVID has had a, a, an impact on the retail space and the entertainment space. Um, we're very excited about what's happening with the, the tender evaluation for the cinema offering. And um, yeah, so, so stay tuned. And look, kind of also let people know that obviously we've inherited um, the fact that we are, this council is a, is a property developer. Um, we have very stringent governance mechanisms in place. We have to report uh, to the state government, to the Deputy Premier regularly on what we're doing because we are in that commercial space to make sure that we're complementary uh, to the local businesses. That's a good point. The Queensland Treasury Corporation, uh, which is part of the state government, is working with council and I think to use the words from the council meeting, uh, there are staff embedded with uh, council finance staff. Exactly why is QTC involved that closely? Yeah, normally QTC is involved um, with councils for borrowing. Uh, we're we're utilising their consulting services for this. Uh, we have to, again, because we are property developers, we have to make sure that we're um, spending rate pays money wisely. But we also have to look at potentially, uh, will, will council look at divesting on other things that um, uh, the interim administrator spoke about? So we're just looking at all the options there and making sure that whatever decision is made is in the best interest of the rate pays. 
Council's finance report for the first quarter of this financial year is basically on budget. Legal costs were highlighted uh, owing to court costs associated with uh, those appeals for waste development applications. Uh, Wanless has announced it's now appealing the council decision and it could mean an additional cost of about $1 million. Are you comfortable with that? No, not at all. Um, really, really disappointed. Um, this is an application that, that, that council actually spent a lot of time on. Um, we, on top, above and beyond things, um, Dean Wanless and also Jim Sawley, who's the project manager for Wanless, um, had a briefing with council. We, we went through things quite rigorously. So did the council officers. They went to the independent decision review panel. Um, everyone was given a, a fair hearing. So, you know, council said, yes, look, please go ahead with the recycling part. But we've said no to the landfill. You know, we don't need new landfill. Um, so there's plenty of space there for women to do recycling. Um, so, yeah, it's quite frustrating that they are um, taking this to court. And in particular, if it does cost a million dollars or more, that is a million dollars that we could be spending elsewhere. Council's annual report was also tabled. What are three highlights you want the community to know about? I think, well, on the 1st of July last year, we launched the Transparency Integrity Hub. It was uh, Australia's very first... Um, hub like this, which provides you know all our finances online, uh, all the uh, councillor expenses, as well as all contracts valued ten thousand dollars and over. So we're very proud of what we're doing. We're now the most open and transparent council in Australia. Probably the second thing is the the children's library. Um, it, we've had tremendous success. We've had over fifty thousand visitations there at the library. It's just been hugely successful. Um, it's given. We've also had a lot of good media around the place as well, so it's really good for um, you know how people view Ipswich as well. Uh, we've had a lot of people from different um, local government areas in Queensland uh, visit to see what we actually are doing because they wish to copy that as well. And gosh, the third thing, there's so many things that we could talk about, but I guess I'm very proud of the fact that we delivered a new council administration building three months ahead of schedule and, and a million dollars under budget. And if I can do a fourth one, yeah. Alan. Yeah, sure. Um, Go ahead. Um, we also commenced us, you know, the largest road upgrade in council's history with the start of the, the Springfield Parkway and the Springfield Greenback Arterial Upgrade. Uh, those, those, you know, the duplication of those three roads there um, with $46 million and council was building that too. So it's significant investment to make sure that we, you know, we do keep up to, to speed with our um, population growth. Well, sticking with the council meeting, there was a very late, late report. Ipswich is to host an A-League game between the Brisbane Raw and Adelaide United. So they were looking for some help from council to the tune of about $25,000. Is this value for money for council? Look, that was the discussion too. So last week, Brisbane Raw and Adelaide United did come to council. They're looking at um, having some, some games out here, which is, I think, really great for our local um, sporting teams, but also for the fans as well. It's great for the city of Ipswich. So we thought it was a terrific opportunity to, to bring people to Ipswich, uh, good for our, our branding, but also um, it gives also the local soccer teams an opportunity to do some showcasing as well. So Western Pride will be... Um, running the, the canteen and the food and beverage there, so that's a good fundraising opportunity for them as well. Well, that's about the items for the council meeting, which was one of the shortest at 41 minutes, Mayor Harding. I mm. think you were quite surprised by that. I was. <laughs> Just a couple of other uh, matters. Last week you were quoted in the Courier-Mail calling out for more state and federal government money to be spent in Ipswich, and since then you've had some pushback from four local state members. Does this mean the Ipswich Leaders Alliance, which you led or created, is that in danger of falling apart? Um, look, we set that up last year as a, a way to lobby for the for the state election. In the lead-up to the federal election, uh, I think council, we would like to try a different approach. 
Um, but I guess if I can address the the uh, the article, um, I had a sentence truncated in that. So in that Career Mail article, um, I did say that at the last state budget that we received no new announcements for um, transport infrastructure. I then went on to explain that we had received funding for education and, and, and health and so on. Unfortunately, in the original article, it said it just quoted me as saying there were no new announcements from the state government. So I can actually see why the state MPs did take offence and they've obviously published a, an open letter um, and I have contacted them as well on the weekend to have a discussion about it But and, and, I've, and I've done a, and the QT, so the career mail have done a correction as well. So look, um, I still remain committed to, to what I said uh, to the career mail last week and that is, you know, we are the fastest growing city in Queensland and very happy with the, you know, the funding we got for, for health and, and education. But, you know, our, we are not, we didn't get any new transport infrastructure funding in the state budget this year. And that's just not good enough. Can we talk about city branding for a minute? The use of yes. Ipswich City Council is being pushed to the background, I feel, by the term city of Ipswich. Mm. Are you comfortable with that approach? Because uh, if something's sponsored by council, shouldn't it say it's sponsored by council up front? And if, it, if, it, if a part of the deal is to promote the city as a destination, then perhaps Discover Ipswich might be a better alternative. What are your thoughts there? I think you've got a very good idea there. <laughs> oh, I guess we've been very much um, had a bit of a push to say the city of Ipswich. I, I guess I'm very cognizant of the fact that we're spending ratepayers' money, and when we say the city, city council is sponsoring this, it's it is really the, the people of Ipswich that are sponsoring it. It's their money that that's paying for that. But yeah, I do like your idea of maybe changing that to the Discover Ipswich uh, for the for the game because that's how we've got it branded for the um, A League game. Thank and you for that suggestion. That's quite, that's quite okay. <laughs> and finally, Mayor Harding, any word on the appointment of a permanent CEO? Now, look, as I said two weeks ago, it's not going to happen till the uh, uh, end of the month. Uh, the recruiter required 10 working days to get information, so we're just collating that together and, yeah, looking forward to getting that done as soon as possible. But um, what's really important is that it's done properly. Mayor Teresa Harding, thanks for speaking with Ipswich today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Alan. A quick reminder, you'll find handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the donate button on the home page to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favorite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts, or play Ipswich Today from Smart Speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.